we he's, are... he's pretty nervous having you all on. Oh, Wait, Especially God. you. Me? He grew up watching you on yeah, the, I'm, I'm telling I think everybody He grew yeah, up I, watching you on not TV. That not that exciting. And that is perfection. You just made a rainbow on a cupcake. Yeah, but uh, it's a manbow. It's a. Man <laughs> it's min. It's, it's a. It's a stormbow. Okay, Debbie. What is this time? Listen, Coach Roy. I need to talk to you about my son, Clayton. Now look. I know he's a bit of a scrawny boy. He's the run of the litter, to put it lightly, okay? Yes. You're not wrong there. But listen, I think maybe what the football team needs this year is a little bit more spirit. Now, we haven't been doing great, and I don't think that's a reflection of your abilities. I don't. But I think maybe Clayton could boost the morale of we the team. We are already 0-11 right now. I cannot take any more risks athletically with the youth here at this high school. Listen. I've already stepped away as head coach at Johnson County Community College just for a season so I can come look after this high school to hopefully get better prospects to Johnson County Community College next year. I understand that. And now listen. Am I asking you push my son forward to Johnson County Community College team? No. Frankly, I think maybe he has a better chance in, at an academic scholarship, even though he's also not that smart, but maybe he's smarter than he is athletic. But listen, as a favor, one professional Your to another. Your son is dumber than that light post over there. My son is fine. He's a good boy. He's got a lot of spirit. And I reckon what your team, which is zero to 11 needs, listen, do I know a lot about everything? No. No, you just said a record was 0 to 11. We're 0 and 11. Yeah, you don't know much about sports, and your kid has spirit. Yeah, it's called a cheerleader. Yeah, sign him up for, to be My a male cheerleader. My son cannot be a male cheerleader. He cannot be the laughing stock of this school. Okay, listen to, listen. let your son be a female cheerleader then. This kid is not deserving to be on the football team. I mean, I'm frankly not sure you're deserving to coach with the record you got going. But listen, what I'm asking for is a favor. Will you shut your mouth whenever you're bringing up my record, okay? I can talk about it disparagingly. It's a work in progress. I don't need one of the moms of some untalented hack kid to come at me right now. He's not untalented. He's just untapped. I've seen lightning bugs with more gumption than your son. I think high school is about developing that gumption. I'm asking you, as a coach to give my son the opportunity. Have you ever seen the movie Rudy? Remember Rudy? He was little. Rudy, people love Rudy. Clayton's like a Rudy. You know what this town could need? They, they, we need a Rudy, we need a hero. We need a good news story about someone overcoming something. The whole thing with Rudy that was a beautiful story was it was Notre Dame, which is a beautiful establishment and program of a football well, dynasty that has could... happened over the years. We are own 11. No one wants to see a sad little kid 
getting out on the field, living out his dreams, and everybody losing and getting creamed right away. That's not Rudy at all. What if he what if he is really good? I'm asking for the opportunity to give him an opportunity. Have you ever heard the story of David and Goliath? Nobody thought that David was going to take Goliath down. Maybe he's a David. Maybe he's what the football team needs. Maybe we need a scrappy little scrawny guy to run through the legs of those big fat defensemen, run it down the line. And is he fast? No. Okay. Just to be clear, how tiny is your son? Because you said run through the legs of football players. Is this kid two and a half feet tall? What's happening? What is his actual height? What's his actual weight? I'm concerning. He could be an asset or he could be a giant liability. He could be a star. Look, all we need is put him in one of them little little letter jackets y'all wear. That's clout. How do I get him into a letter jacket? That is immediate acceptance Ma'am, among your peers. It's called a letter man jacket and Frankly, he's doesn't even he doesn't qualify to be a man to have the letter. You can't just have a letter and a jacket and call it a letter jacket. Okay. Can't, how? Okay. I need you to help me figure out how I can get him into one of them little leather man jackets. It's leather man is something different. That's like a BDSM kind of thing. It's an adult costume. That is not what we provide here at the school. How do you what? Uh, what's BDSM? I don't know the exact acronyms for BDSM. Something, you know, body, you know, probably disaster, <laughs> probably sexual maturity. It's it's like one of those ratings, you know, on on uh, like the 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 PG thirteen parental guidance. 13. Sounds to me like you're a pervert. Oh, I and I would hate for the school district to find out you're going out watching body disaster sex movies. I just brought it up as a term. It's not something that I'm into. It's not a kink of mine or anything like that. I think that maybe the <laughs> county... You're not going to accuse me on my field. You're coming out here. This is not a field. This is a, a teacher break room. This is my field. Life is a playing field, okay? I don't care if we're in the, 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 the PTA office or wherever the hell we are, the break room getting water, you getting your Starbucks. Just so you know, I am in the PTA office regularly. I have a lot of influence in this school. And there are people lining up trying to be PE teachers here, okay? I'm going to play my card straight with you. I'm going to show it on the table. I have a, a lot of influence. You think you can do what I do? No, but I think I can get someone else to do what you do. Do you get what I'm saying? Good luck with that. I would not blow your whistle at me like that if I was you. I would not. Now what I'm you, asking what, for- What are you gonna do? I thought your name was Debbie, not Karen. Oh, good one. Ha ha ha, another Karen joke at Debbie. We're sick of it. We're all sick of it. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Do I have a cliche haircut? Yes. Do I have bad highlights? No. I'm sorry. Big hair, closer to Jesus. And all I'm asking for you to do is help me out to help my small son, Clayton, be a little more protected in this school. What is wrong with helping somebody? Okay. Isn't that your job as a coach to right. help the youth? All right. Sign this waiver over here. It basically says if your son gets killed out on the field, that... Coach Roy Robeson is not liable. Okay, you're filling that out real quick. You don't even want to listen to what you just signed. Not but liable that's fine. for what? His death. The school's not liable for the insurance for his grave that is for sure going to be built in a cemetery that's right down the street from Johnson County Community College. 
Why is there a cemetery so close to the community college? How many how many of your players are dying per year? A lot of players get concussions and stuff, and we just haul them over to the cemetery after they tap out. You is know. there just like a mass grave? There's a mass grave for ex-community college football players over there. Oh, this is not looking good for your annual review with well, the PTA. I'll take that waiver back. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, no, 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 I just no. got to... Listen, I can see that you take a lot of pride in your football team. Yeah, I do. So let's compromise. Yeah. What about, Lord help me. What about what, ma'am? What about like a team manager? Someone to, you know, organize he the water bottles. He can do the bottles. towels. Does that? He can do the jock straps. He can clean out the fungus of our star player Antone's toenails. Would that get them like a personal with it? They would have the opportunity to personally interact. Maybe they could build a budding friendship from that. Sure. Does he get one of those leather daddy jackets? For the for the managers, they get the leather dad jackets. We could arrange man. something. Yeah. I mean, it's not quarterback, but he's part of the group. Well, he'll be star towel boy. Okay, I don't think we need to call him towel boy. I could He's going to get called a lot worse on that. I'm just uh, you know, I'm just telling you what the titles are going to be. I think be. maybe his title should be team manager. I think that's not asking a lot. Okay, we'll we'll look into it. I know I need I need your word that he will be called the team manager. Wow, you are a feisty one, aren't you? I care about my family. I care about God What's and going I on? Care What's about... going on with Mr. Vincent, huh? That's none of your goddamn business. Oh, you take the Lord's name in vain, but your hair is trying to get closer to the Lord? Sounds a little contradictory to me. Hey, Jesus drank wine, all right? I think we'd get along good, okay? He turned water into wine. He's a regular old human like the rest of us. But let me tell you something. What my husband is doing, which may or may not be his secretary, I'm not quite sure, is none of your business or anyone else's business, all right? Mr. Vincent... Works hard, pays the bills, and I am a pillar of this community. I volunteer for multiple organizations. You are a pillar. You take a lot of pills. Everybody knows that about you. You are addicted to different drugs. I need those pills. They are prescribed to me by a doctor. And I don't think there's anything wrong with supporting Western medicine. And frankly, I'm a big advocate of mental health. So, yes, do I take 100 milligrams of Adderall every morning? I do. If I get your son on the team, will you never talk with me again? I can't make any promises, but I will do my best. I will leave you alone. As long as you have him on the team, he gets one of those little letter things, the, ja the letter sweaters. And you make sure none of the football players hurt him. This is turning into a hostage situation. I've got a third period class that I've got to go teach Jim to. Yeah, well, I'm supposed to be patrolling the halls as a volunteer security guard. We all have problems right now. If you want to teach your class, I need your... If you want to keep teaching your class here at this high school, I need your word that my son will be included among the Good team. Good God, woman, this man's going to be, uh, yes, he's a little person who's going to be included in the team. You got what you wanted. Is there anything else before I go off? Yes, would you like to buy tickets to the annual Pescagoula Chili Cook-Off? I'm selling tickets. Great. Okay, dokie.
Perfect. Happy to be here. Hmm. Yeah, lovely. I like. Oh, starting off, starting off the show with some hand sanitizer. Yes, it's always good to stay sanitized. <laughs> I love the scent. Do you smell it after you always squirt it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Every time. Every time. It's uh, it's my um, really. A layman's way of going. Ah, oh, yes, I still have my scent of smell. I'm fine. <laughs> oh yes. It, well, it's a. It's very, very easy to do at the different grocery stores now to check your scent because they're at every wall and every dispensary that you could walk down the street that you could imagine, possibly. Ev, ev, yes, there's just every. It's scents everywhere you go. Yes. It's quite lovely. Yes. Do you remember <laughs> the 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 band Sixpence and None the Richer? Kiss me. Yes, exactly. It sounded exactly like that. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded yes, like. Yes, I, I only pay for things in pence. I'm very familiar. I'm in a cover band called Six Cents, none the richer, where we just go around smelling things. Oh, my God. Yes. I, that's funny because I'm in a band called Sixth Sense, None the Richer, and we only perform on Halloween and we see dead people. Oh, well, I'm in a <laughs> Sixth Sense, None the Richer <laughs> cover band that we actually do... Uh, Billy Joel Osmond, <laughs> we and we also do Sixpence None the Richer songs. It's a very convoluted band that we're trying to cover and get all the logistics figured out. That's so interesting because I'm in a dance troupe called Sixpence None the Richard, and we all dress like Richard Simmons. Ooh! And we only dance to Sixpence None the Richer songs. Oh well, I was thinking about joining that band, but there's a competing band called Sixpence None the Richard with Richard Dreyfus, and they only played the Jaws theme. <laughs> Ah, good times. The <laughs> longest improv game ever. <laughs> How many knockoffs of Sixpence None the Richer? How far can it get? Where we were starting to go into the Richard route. Yep, it could have gone. It could have gone for a turn. I mean, there's so many Richards. There's many so many Richards. Richards. That's. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Richard Simmons was so big for a while, and uh, I think there needs to be a new one. There does. Do you remember that he disappeared? Yeah, what happened for that know. while? Did, did he go to rehab or something? I don't know if he came back. I think people just stopped talking about it. We do need a new like celebrity because there was Jane Fonda, then uh -huh. there was Richard Simmons. Uh -huh. Who was it? Jillian Michaels? I don't know the the P ninety X guy. Oh, but I mean, it's just not I don't the same. Think it wasn't as much of a phenomenon as the Richard Simmons. Yeah, we thing need was. a personality. Also, there hasn't been anybody like a Bob Ross. Ah, oh, Bob's the best. But just you know, the just painting and just like do it along with me. Yeah, have you ever tried to do those? By the way, I think I tried to do one, and you get lost so fast. He's he no, nobody until you try to follow along. I did a really brief. I did a six episode series called Slob Ross, where mm -hmm. I would have artistic guests on, and I was dressed as Bob Ross, and we yeah. would drink, and try to do Bob Ross drunk, which that also probably didn't help. But he's speed painting. He's going so quickly. Yeah. Well, and you don't realize it just watching it. When you when you realize what he's doing with the trees and stuff like that, how he's forming trees in like 10 seconds, you're like, oh, you've been doing this for so many years that this is just easy to you. Yeah. You're a professional. Yeah. And you're like, oh, slow down, It's Bob. like those cooking shows. They're like, okay, yeah. I have all these ingredients. They have everything prepared already. And then you're like, ah. <laughs> Yeah. Your kitchen's just on fire. <laughs> yes. And you're like, I just wanted a souffle. <laughs> It's my anniversary. My husband might leave me. I don't know what's happening. He's. I think he's been cheating on me, and now I've, I've burnt the brulee. <laughs> have you? Have you cooked? Are you good at cooking? 
No, I'm so bad. It impresses me anytime a comic is good at cooking. It, I, like I'm literally like flabbergasted. Like, how did you find the time? Yeah, how do you find the time? And also, I feel like I, I'm like the amount of comedians I know. I'm like, I think that that part of our brain has been shut off to focus on other things. Oh yeah, it blows my mind when a comedian's good at cooking. My boyfriend is not a comedian. He's a musician. He got really into cooking over quarantine. And oh, he's, that's a good catch. He's oh yeah, he's so good at it. It's like a problem because he's so good that putting a couple lbs, I'm eating too much. <laughs> Because he's just a big guy and he's like making these giant these portions like, that are on, I yeah. can eat a 12 ounce steak for breakfast. Hey, hon, put one on for me as well. Yeah. I'm just like, nom, and, nom, he, nom, and, nom. and he's like, another T bone? <laughs> it's 9 a.m. <laughs> just like, why are you such a monster? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I've gone through phases of being like, I'm going to get into cooking. And recently I was like, maybe I'll start baking. I've gone through, like, I go through very manic. I'm going to get into things, things. Do you think guys ever go through baking phases or do you think that's primarily females? I don't know. Because I think socially guys would stay away from it because it's still considered like, oh, that's not what dudes do. Even though, you know, there's shows like the Great British Bake Off and all that stuff. But like, I don't think that's as much like a, you know, when the quarantine was happening, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm getting into baking. Oh, yeah. I know. It's like the manly baking was sourdough bread. Tom Papa makes bread supposedly that's really good. Yeah, the people are like, I'm making sourdough. And it's yeah. like, you're baking. Yeah, yeah. Just quit calling it making. Quit you're trying to baking man it bread. up. Yeah. It's, that's a woman's place. Yeah. My stepdad, extremely homophobic, which is not a thing I'm proud of, but like, life is life. What can you do? Loves to bake. Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, oh, you're like the, the cake place that's refusing gay people. Like, right. do you not understand that this is inherently like a feminine thing to do yeah which whatever don't put gender on whatever but like it's very funny because he he's a cartoonishly like just republican i'm a man right and then you you got a sprinkle on the, he, he won like second place in a bake-off he's got shimmer, a shimmer the sugar shimmer <laughs> exactly. the sugar he's like it, just, it takes a light touch he's decorating cakes and like and that is Perfection. You just made a rainbow on a cupcake. Yeah, but uh, it's a man bow. It's a man. <laughs> it's men. It's, it's, it's a it's a storm bow. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get the rainbow without a storm, and that's a very manly thing. Is lightning. Yeah. It's one of those cumulonimbus clouds. I was studying it. I was studying it back in science class. I'm a scientist, actually. Yeah. Baking actually is a chemistry. Oh yeah, absolutely. Nobody talks about it, but I'm basically a chemist. I'm Marie Curie. But a man with a spoon. Oh, yeah. Martha Stewart, forget that. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. I don't want to see it. Women, sit down. A man's place is in the kitchen. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make my own sandwich because she ain't going to do it right. <laughs> you know, they can't do no- Honestly, everyone I know who like loves to cook is a man. Really? To the point that I'm like, oh, I think that was a false gender role because just because men had to go to work and women were like, I guess I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, I guess I'll make sure that... <laughs> I'm not the, allowed to get a job. Make sure that the dinner's hot for... So he doesn't punch me again. <laughs> Can you imagine living in that era where that's acceptable? <laughs> I would be dead. You... <laughs> I would be you, dead. You would be dead. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> just just smarting off like a little bit and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> what did you just say? Wait. <laughs> Whack. Whack. I lost another tooth to the husband again. <laughs> You're like, I've seen better punches from my friend Carol. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
<laughs> just constantly with like a steak on my eye and he's like you can't even cook that steak you fucking dumb broad and i'm like <laughs> hey jessica is that a new eyeshadow that you have on <laughs> yes it's called husbandry oh by where- l'oreal oh where do i get that come over to my house and try to make a casserole oh okay cool <laughs> just yeah i can't it, it's just so it's so weird to think about like you know when you watch some of those like time period kind of shows on netflix or whatever like where they like are like like slapping their like wives <laughs> around or, or stuff like that i'm like i literally can't imagine a society where that's like okay okay where like guys were like yeah the wife was smarting off again so i smacked her in the face so i had to just yeah the old gave her the old frank sinatra <laughs> just <laughs> to the moon new york <laughs> new york <laughs> <Yeah>. new york <laughs> like a woman being curb stomped <laughs> start spreading the news she's dead she's dead the coroner arrived at he's just parading over a bunch of dead women i'm leaving today we love you frankie we gotta remake that we gotta remake that like as a live performance like a black and white like he's just knocking out women just the, the original music video for that right well it's so funny talking about now because in this you know to us that's so absurd that it's funny because it's like oh yeah so outlandish oh right they're like no one would do that nobody and you're like oh my grandpa probably just smacked grandma around well your grandma had to be put in her place a few times and it's like do i feel bad for her yes but would her cookie bars have been as good probably not no she strived for perfection for recipes a reason. were perfected out oh, of fear they had to be fear drives perfection and fear drives competition and also success no one is more successful than people who are terribly afraid and nobody's more afraid than comedians yeah. i mean when i really think about like the deep deep source of where my comedy comes from most of the time yeah. it's like if i if i were to dig into it it's like oh i'm so afraid oh sure like i will be making jokes until the minute i die but it'll be because i'm like ah oh, fuck i'm about to die i literally like i i used to have um uh dreams where i would well, there were more nightmares where things did not work out at all in la <laughs> where i was uh I laughing? working like, a job back home so relatable oh yeah no where i was literally working a job back home and and having my friends go yeah it didn't work out did it like i literally had like <laughs> just nightmares people about going that. didn't work out dude t- were you having a crazy amount of stuff like that in 2020 when things were shut down i was having crazy like crazy high dreams school and dreams stuff. and like people that like had no business even being in my subconscious right. and i was like why are you pop who, what i think it's because we did such a deep dive in our heads with everything that was going on when like, we'd work so hard and for that for a chunk of time everything came to a screeching halt that you're like oh did i just put all my eggs in a basket that's been set ablaze well yeah it was like <laughs> this basket all of a sudden had the bottom cut out yeah and it's like bye eggs <laughs> now bye. they're frying on the sidewalk mm-hmm. yeah dude that shit's scary do you have a lot of do you remember your dreams usually or typically? I'm like half and half. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh my God. And then other times it's gone pretty quickly. I guess my sister has like legit nightmares all the time. 
and I don't know what that stems from, but she like was like, oh yeah, I had another horrible nightmare. I was like, what? well, those ones I always remember. Yeah, but like thankfully, I've gone through periods of time where there's like heavy bouts of bad dreams. You know what? Do you have you ever had sleep paralysis? I think I have at some point. Oh, that shit's weird. And okay, this is people are gonna come after me in the comments and be like, you're so fucking stupid for this. I really sleep paralysis has made me believe in like there are ghosts or spirits because I've had chunks of it. Like I've gone through periods of time where I can't stop having it and it's only in specific houses, which I know, I know that I'm a very logical person. So I know what I'm saying is batshit insane, but it's like, it's this feeling of like, you think you're awake, but you can't wake up and you can't like move over and you can like sense someone like standing over you yeah i've had dreams where i couldn't i guess it's technically sleep paralysis because i couldn't wake up from the dream even though i know i'm dreaming yeah and you keep like waking up Do you yeah. ever, like, and you're like oh fuck i'm still in the dream yeah, yeah and yeah. then you go like i'm never gonna get out and now i'm so used to that because it's happened enough times that like you have tricks to kind of get yourself out of oh, it. oh i can't get out of it but i think i will like i'm like if i just start thrashing enough my boyfriend next to me will notice something's wrong i'll be thrashing in real right, life right, right. And so i'll be in the dream trying to like <laughs> just laying there like son of a bitch oh that's so scary it's wild so what was the place that you kept having this recurring the first time it happened was isolated and it was in my freshman room dorm okay but then not because of this but i happened to switch dorm rooms because a girl i was really good friends with her roommate moved out so she's like come be my roommate mm-hmm. so i don't know but then i moved into this house with a roommate my junior year of college and i went through like a week of it kept happening to the point that like i was afraid to go to sleep like i was like (laughs) i'm just gonna stay up you're getting really you're doing like crazy like a crazy person where you're like i can't go to sleep because it was like there's some it feels like there's someone like either kind of in your view like almost like a like a wolfy shadowy character or just just out of you and you know they're there and you can't fucking move (sighs) like they're possessing you yeah it's it's insane. How many times would you say that this has happened? Um, I mean, it probably happened about 10 times total in that house, but it was in like a chunk. And yeah. then I lived in very a house in Highland Park. Very very focused. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I lived in a house in Highland Park where I went through. I was on the road a lot, but then mm. I was home for a little while and I went through this chunk of, I don't know, chunk of time where it kept happening. But people say it's like just a brain disconnect where it's like your body's waking up a little before, like your brain's waking up a little before your body because your body goes into sort of like a REM to protect you from like thrash, thrashing right, around. Right, but like, here's what's scary about that is, I don't know, maybe they have done studies on this or, or whatever, but is that what people are experiencing who are in comas long term? That's what I... That's, because if that's the case, that is the saddest, like, that's so scary. Like, no, to be like, literally stuck and be like, how? Like, get like, me out of here. I know. I always wonder, is like, is it just their body? Like, do you hear everything going on around you? Because that's terrifying. terrifying. If you're trying to literally escape and say something and you're literally not waking up. Uh, that, I mean, okay, I've never been in a coma, but I one time had a seizure because I was over i fucking overheat this is insane really i I moved to alaska when i was in sixth grade within a week we found out i have a rare but serious allergy to cold weather i will break out into hives and like my body starts shutting down at what temperature would you say i mean it was like i had gone from southern mississippi where one time we had a snow day where it wasn't sticking and they closed down school 
but like freezing weather definitely like 20 degrees yeah and below so i had to like stay inside during recess and wear like a big <laughs> barney colored snowsuit wow and just to like, keep your body tempo yeah yeah <sighs> embarrassing uh did anybody make fun of you for everyone the suit? oh yeah it was not only did i have that okay the thing is is like i didn't need to have the suit my mom could have if we weren't poor, she could have gotten me a nice, like, snowboarding insulated jacket and good, right. like, snow pants, but we weren't rich. So she's like, here, I got you this full body. It's like I Ralphie from a yarn ball. Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. story, like, <laughs> purple suit. And she started dating my stepdad pretty quick into us moving to Alaska. And as a, like, hey, I'm a cool guy gesture. Mm-hmm. Anyone with a stepdad has been through some sort of like, he gets you a gift or like some sort of, I got to get in their good graces. Trying to get that acceptance. So he bought us <laughs> these winter hats, but they weren't just regular snow hats. There's a kiosk in our mall, the Diamond Center, Anchorage, Alaska, uh, where you could get custom uh, these like five foot long hats. I mean, I'd have felt that at the end it was like a dragon puppet. But also, it is fashion and also function. You could wrap it around as a scarf and you tuck it in and you have like a scarf and then a little dragon head here. And he got a C's. And my mom's like, that's great. They needed hats. And I was like, no, 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 no. Not this can't one. this can't be the hat no, I wear. No, this can't be like my go-to. This is like a this is like a Halloween hat. But it was so crushing for me because I had left Mississippi, where sixth grade is part of the middle school. And I was just like, the cool kids were like, they liked me. And then we moved to Alaska, where I like, am Barney with a dragon hat. And I'm like, well, right. this is the end. And then I went to college in Florida and like, I got too hot and had a seizure. But the point of all of this is I am an old Jewish man trapped in my young Jewish lady body. Uh, I didn't realize I was having a seizure, except for... So what happened was I went to University of South Florida and our football team plays at Raymond James, which is where the Bucks play, the okay. NFL. So they had buses you could ride over to the stadium, like the students. So we get on a bus. It's way too hot. Of course, I probably had like been drinking, college, whatever. You started getting a little dehydrated. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. really dizzy. And I'm there with my friend Stacy, who like we'd been friends for like a week, my new college bestie. And they parked the bus and they're about to get out. And I was like, Stacey, I don't feel good. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I can't see anything. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I <laughs> fell out of the bus door. Thankfully, didn't get hurt. But <laughs> I'm wearing this big, like, I was most spirited in high school. Like, I go hard for yeah, yeah. school events. I'm a fucking dork. You express yourself. I had a big green and gold bow. And people are just stepping past me <laughs> to get. Oh, to the game? Yeah. And Stacey's like, oh, my God, I don't know what's happening. And all I could hear was this, like, the bus driver who was this like maybe middle-aged black woman, very sweet, she's like comes and grabs me and she's holding me. And Stacy's like, what's going on? And this lady goes, it's okay, baby. She's just having a seizure. But I could hear this and I couldn't see any, say anything. Right. And I, I I was trying to be like, I'm okay, Stacy. I guess it's just a seizure. But like nothing. I, but nothing was I coming out. I couldn't see anything. I could hear everything. Oof. And I couldn't say anything. And I was like, is, is this how I die? Right. Like I was like I didn't have a cell phone yet. You find out the Grim Reaper is just an old black woman on a bus. It's okay, baby. She's just having She's a seizure. Having a seizure. Shh, She's just having a seizure. Yeah. She's just having Literally. And I just heard Stacy like, Oh my god and like I wanted to be like, I think I, I think I'm okay. I don't I feel okay. I just can't see. Stacy, I'm fine. <laughs> God, I hate when it happens, you know, I'm here, man. 
And I like could like could see, and I sat up, and the bus driver was like, "You're okay. You just had a seizure. Maybe yeah. you're overheated. We're gonna get the paramedics over here just to talk to you." What a calm, cool. She's obviously been through it. Like, I was like, those how people many partying. seizures? Oh, that's you... the tenth one this week, baby. You fine? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. I just like she must have a family member, but now I'm like, no, she's been driving Party this bus. bus. Yep. Thorough. She's like every goddamn some yeah. fucking probably some person from a northern state mm-hmm. wearing. Dark colors in mm-hmm. the August sun yep. in humid ass Florida. And then the paramedics just like talked to me and they're like, how are you feeling? Have you had a lot to drink? And I remember like I hadn't, I must've drank the night before. Cause I remember being like, no, I haven't had anything yeah. to drink. And like, well just have some water. And then if you're feeling okay, they just let me go. <laughs> like, I had, um, the first time, uh, this ever happened to me before I got super, super dehydrated at the comedy store we did a comedy jam recently where i wasn't drinking enough water during the day and then they just ran out of water backstage (gasps) and i put out a ton of energy for that show oh yeah you go hard like i really really push myself and that's the main room right yeah that room gets it, I don't, did it always used to be so fucking hot i don't know it's sometimes it sometimes gets hot in there the stage lights are just like, like Especially, stage lights, yeah, you know. But like, if you're on stage for like, yeah, once you hit around the ten to fifteen minute mark in there, you're like, oh, it's, it's getting pretty warm in here. And if you're physical, because I know you like, we're both very physical. By the end yeah. of my sets in the main room, I'm always, I look like I've played a basketball game. Yeah, and just to like hump a stool. Like, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Just like, uh, no, I just impersonated my fat dad being in an above ground pool for yeah. two minutes, and now I'm gonna pass out. And now, thank you, good night. <laughs> and you got like dehydrated. I got so dehydrated that I started uh, shaking uncontrollably back- backstage. It's never happened to me in my life before. Wow. I got the chills and I literally could not get warm. Where I literally was having like, people were like rubbing my arms to try to And it was just dehydration. Me. Yeah. Wow. I drank a, t- a ton of water and then I was good. But like, I literally- It's I couldn't, scary. I couldn't finish the show. I was shaking and I couldn't stop shaking. I was trying to stop and I was so cold- that I kept going it's like this. It's scary. And also yeah. as a comedian, shit like that, A, is scary, but it's also annoying to me because I'm so like, I'm like, someone's going to think I'm on drugs. Oh, for sure. Because I'm not, I, I'm not sober. Everybody thought I had COVID immediately. Yeah. And then everyone's like, Ugh. oh yeah. They're like, oh, so Jeremiah, you, you feeling sick? And I'm like, oh, I know this is a COVID question. This is not like a well-being question. Yeah, you don't care about me. You care about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, fine. We're in a pandemic. But you're like, no, this is not. No, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. It's mind blowing. And I get, I am just so sensitive to that kind of stuff because I'm so high energy. The amount of people in my life who I've realized through conversation think that i do like cocaine or like something like some kind of upper yeah, like, yeah oh no, no no unfortunately this is just how my brain this is, is. hardwired i have to live with this yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't like it constantly either. i just yeah. uh, it's always going it's always spinning and then yeah. there's always someone who's like you know if you did cocaine it'd probably calm me down I'm, like, I'm not gonna do cocaine yeah i'm not gonna balance my life out with cocaine what are you talking you know, about what is wrong with you <laughs> and then like when you hear about people doing cocaine you're like you fucking cheater that's like taking steroids in baseball oh yeah, yeah. you let the real come on just get high on life like uh, like the rest of us. like the professionals <laughs> like the professional sobers over here yeah like <laughs> i'll i'll have a drink every once in a while but yeah i just don't and then 
yeah, stuff like that. I'm always like, everyone's going to think I'm, I have a drug problem, which is like, eh, is that worse than, than them going, no, she's just like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I like when I'm high energy in my shows, like I, I do a bit like later on in my act about how I have like never done drugs or, or alcohol before. And people are literally like, they think there's a punchline coming because they're like, I, the, what, the guy that I just watched. There's gotta be a twist. There's gotta be something. Oh, I love your bit with the, the, is it the cocaine bit with a really long line? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. But like it, I'm not going to do the bit. So fuck you guys. Go see him live. Um, <laughs> Obviously. It's an old, it's an oldie, but a goodie. A classic, a classic Did, Jeremiah. Have joke. you seen the special? Have you seen? Have you seen the cocaine joke? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. I relate to that so deeply. Ugh. And you're just like, but I mean, the whole point was. Now I'm really thinking about people in, in comas and. Oh, I know. It's scary. It's scary I just to think like about. I would. I'm going on the record publicly. That if I'm out for more than two days, someone just unplug me. Get me out of here. And that's a binding contract here on the Jeremiah <laughs> Wonders podcast. Free me. I Clip it if you're ever wondering if JMS needs the, the plug. If you ever see ladder. a GoFundMe to keep me alive, you send this clip and go, fuck you. Isolate this clip and be like, no, this isn't what they wanted. You're not getting a penny from me. Ari Shafir adopted me legally. <laughs> Yeah, can we talk about that? Because I saw and I've seen you post about this and I want to know like how this is even a thing. Like, okay, it was like a joke that we took too far, but not New York State Court. Uh, no, like on his, I did his podcast. I told him a story about my dad abandoning me. And then I was like, will you adopt me? And he's like, can you adopt an adult? Let's like do that. And we looked it up and it's like, yeah. So we went in to court and they just like asked and I was like, yeah, I just... I don't have a legal guardian who's around to, God forbid, somebody need to take. Could I have a degenerative autoimmune disease, and if it riddles me, and somebody needs to make decisions for me, that was like our story. But that is a hundred percent true. Yeah, I basically gave Ari Shafir, who is a cartoon villain, <laughs> power of attorney to just. He's like, I was like, he's like, oh, you have one fall, and I'm just gonna. I'm going to go into the hospital and not even unplug me. He's just going to smother me with a pillow. Like, God. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's what she wanted. She was but we, we, we like walked. <laughs> like, no, it's, trust, oh, me. No, I, trust I, me. I, I have her best no, interest. No, no, we're talking about best interest. Just shut up. Shut up. Shh. And I, I'm not even, I'm not even in a coma. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just good. It's, it's for the best. Uh, and we walked out and we we're like, we did it. And there's all these families like with babies they're trying to adopt. And they're like, congratulations. And we're just like, and they're oh. like, what'd you do? You got married? And they're like, no, that's my dad. This is my dad. And they're like, oh, these people are sick in the head. Uh, so did, did they give you like a certificate and everything? They, I mean, there's, I signed a document. I don't know. If, I think they did. And I don't know what I'm fucking doing about that. Is it like a printed document? You, you should get that framed. I want, you know what? I think it was supposed to get mailed to his apartment. And he's a slob, so it's probably just lost. It's probably, forever. yeah, in a stack of it's mail. It's an apartment that he moved out of like three years ago. Yeah. yeah. He's disgusting. Ari, you're disgusting. Uh, Hear that, Dad? You're disgusting. That's where I get it. Uh, I also have a lot of mail piles. But like, uh, yeah, he's a very uh, pile of mail type of guy when I say so disgusting. So how long that's... was the process to getting him to be your adopted father? It was like sin. You, the idea happened. We sent in the paperwork and then they give you like a date to come in a couple months later, but we kept having to reschedule because we were both on tour. And I was like, I'm not available. And at this point, they're like, I have to imagine the person at the end is like, do you even care? Yeah, do you want this? 
Do you, you have a, a show instead of a father? Jessica, do you want a dad or not? And I was like, oh, I'm not going to stop rescheduling because I think it's, I'm going to take this too far. Yeah. And then we just did it. And he's like, all right, I'm a dad. <laughs> I got jury duty for the first time in my life recently. And uh, hopefully, I, hopefully this worked, but I filled out that I was the sole provider for my son and that 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 between... for a second i forgot you had a son uh, and i was like ah, oh, oh no you have a kid oh no i literally <laughs> it's it sounds weird my my wife would, would be like well, how do you think this way but sometimes i forget i have a son because it's still so new oh yeah even though that sounds crazy it, well, it's it literally makes more just sense like... for a guy because like a woman is traumatized our bodies are destroyed by yeah, it yeah they are just like that's your kid is the thing you love most and also your Vietnam where you're like, right. You wrecked me. <laughs> you better be a fucking doctor or something. You better be perfect. Like mama intended. Yeah, no, no wonder moms are so intense. Like, I yeah. just want you to, to be happy. I just want you to, you know, I don't want you to be sad because, you know. Um... Because my vagina fell out. Dude, I fucking, oh, I should never have a kid. I might one day, but God help all of us. You thought about it? I was always like, I probably won't have one. If I ever get like really, really successful, maybe I'll adopt. Yeah. But now I have a boyfriend who I really love and he wants kids. But I'm like, why do we need more of me? I have a disease. Because he loves you so much that, you know. He lo- yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, well, adoption's like not off the table, but I would like to have one of my own. And I'm like, why? Why are it? But I get it. it's It's innate. It's biological. Yeah. I just, and he's a touring musician. So it's just like, I mean, I've been, I, where we're at now is I'm like, it's not off the table, but like, we're gonna have to make a plan. Because if you think I'm a, gonna... It'd have to be a big plan for, you both tour so much. That'd yeah, be very difficult. That it's like, oh, if you think I'm gonna wreck my body and also stop doing what I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, then you got another thing you coming. Got another, but then on the other hand, it's this like contradiction. Because on the other hand, I would like, if I'm gonna have a kid, to be in a place six, like successful enough that like... I have the option that, like, actually, I could stop for a little while and just spend the time. Well, the thing... If I want it. The thing with, um, you know, we're always, like, thinking of, like, the success level of comics and stuff like that. The comics are really successful. Like, really, they're the ones who, if they don't want to tour, they don't really have to. Yeah. That's they, they're like, like, I'm just going to do a movie or a TV show for a little while. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or you're to- Or you tour at such a level that, like one show is an insane amount of money you could just go like i'm just gonna do 10 theaters this year oh yeah i mean that's which is such a small chance of anyone getting to oh the to that theater level to that level it's a very small group yes. it's a very small group of what would you say under 100 comics oh who yeah. like really do theaters i would say under 50 who really do them yeah yeah maybe not maybe maybe Somewhere if you include around like 50? European acts and all that stuff, there's got to be. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, in the U.S., maybe there's a there's definitely like there's got to be like under a hundred of our peers that like really, really do, do it. them. Like, like they sell out. It's not like a oh, like a half pack theater. No, I know because that's fucking. I just do clubs. What are you doing? Well, that's the thing is like, and it's a clout thing. They're trying to to push. I know, and of course, it's, a, it's easy for me to from this level to go. Let's do clubs because it's like, well, that's my only option. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, I'm not in danger of selling half a theater at any point, but like. Oopsie, I just sold out a theater. <laughs> whoops. And there's, I mean, yeah, but the comics who really do it, yeah, maybe a hundred. But even then it's like, I can think of like 10 people off the top of my head that. That legit do it. That yeah. are, yeah. Yeah. 
But it's also like I I wouldn't want to move to theaters personally until I'm like packing out clubs. Oh, which they I think would... is what most of them do. That they're like adding extra shows and they're selling out every weekend. I think, well, I think that the, it starts to be like, oh, do I want to do one theater show or do I want to do three shows on a Saturday at a club? Exactly. Where you're like, let me just one and done. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm so sorry. It's I okay. have, let me tell you what that is. Oh, what is it? I have ADHD. Uh-huh. And that is an alarm to post on Instagram. Welcome to my nightmare. Oh. Is, uh, and I'm not going to do it. Am I going to do it? I'm not going to do it. I have ADHD. Am I going to do it? I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm gonna do what do it. you need to post on Instagram? Wait, it's a reel. I'm doing it really quickly. I already have it saved in a draft, but not because I was planning to do this on the show. It's because I totally forgot and I don't have a draft. So, I lied to well, you. Let's, while you're doing that, let's multitask a little bit. Okay. Jessica Michelle Singleton has an album out right now that uh, you can order pretty much on every platform. That was interesting. Something just crashed into the garage. I think a bird or something. Oh my God, I think it's probably a, dead. It probably is dead. A bird just <laughs> flew into the garage door. Um, you can get it on all platforms, correct? You can get it on Apple Music, Spotify. Spotify, anywhere. It's called Horny for Death. Yes. Uh, I'm so sorry I just did that. That was... No, that's why we're multitasking. <laughs> Look at you. Multitasking. Multitasking. Look. Horny for Death. And she just posted a reel on Instagram that you can check out. She's got great social media content that you can follow her at JMS Comedy. At JMS Comedy. Yeah. I'm trying to be better about those the videos and shit online. It's important. It sucks, but it's it is. important. I finally am like, I've done it very sporadically. I've, well, I've noticed that you've been posting way more stand-up clips and stuff, which yeah, is great. I finally was like... It's great. I mean, I have a lot. I've filmed my... I film sets. I try to be regular about it. I'm not because I'm a space case and whoever is, but like from just the back of the room to have to like look at game tape. Yeah. So I have all these sets that I never go back and look. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay. We're like, was there any gold in here? Here we go. And was... I'm, it's like I try to clip out things that it's like more of a riff. Of course, yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I don't want to, I don't give away too much. But it, but it's like to who? You did. I don't know where it was, but you um, you, it was almost like a world star stand up. Oh, type the bl- of black guy fucking a black guy clip. Yeah, that was literally in South Africa. I want to go back. Johannesburg, I want to come back to they you so bad. Went so crazy in this clip that I was like, this it was like Def a, Jam. It, it was really like, was. They it, stood up. They were so, a guy was spinning in circles. It felt like it was from a different era. The response was so big. I was like, oh, this is a great clip. I hope this goes viral. This is crazy. Yeah, and it didn't. But it, it did fine. Yeah, for me. But like. <laughs> That set was nuts. And I just happened to write before I got on because I was seeing it was like a showcase type show where it's, you know, 10, 15 minute sets. Right. They're crushing. And I had like a little shitty camera. And I just, that's why it's so like this. I gave it to another comic. I was like, do you mind just like trying to film my set? And he's like in his seat. He gets up and like tries to go around. But I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. Because those are the sets you never get on camera. Of course not. Yeah. You set up your camera and then like. Someone's like, like battery, battery off, or somebody's like eating chips right by the the camera. You're like, what is happening? Or the right waitress now? just stops to watch your set in front of the camera. And like, I love her. Yeah, the back of her head is I, in front of the camera. I go through periods of time where I'll go like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna try to get like a late night set, mm-hmm. and then I'll have so many camera incidences that I give up. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not a. I'm a dirty comedian. I'm not meant for late night. Right. Right. It's like I once had someone. I had a. I nailed the set, and any comedian who listens to this would know what it, where you just like you hit all the punchlines because because mm-hmm. trying to get a late night set's so specific it has to be a certain type of material you need like this whole little it's 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 a lot it's its own thing yeah and you just certain punchlines you want to get all the tags right you don't want to like get dirty which isn't hard for some people but 
it's real easy for me to be like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, the whole thing's fucked. And then I just go into like queef jokes. Right. I'm like, yeah, screw it. But it was just like, I got off stage and I was like, ah, I got it. And at this point in my uh, technological advancements, instead of having a tripod, I was using a selfie stick that I would just prop up. Because my mom sent it to me. She lived in Korea. I was right. like, it worked. Right. The fucking host of the show had seen a camera on a selfie stick, picked it up, and was like, whose is this thing in the back of the room? And all the other comedians were like, no, 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 that's, that's the comedian. And she's like, oh, my God. And she came up to me and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it, it's fine. It happens. Why and in the back of my mind, I was like, that? you ruined my life. Why would they do that? Why would you do that? Why would anybody you pick up somebody who... else's? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I, I assume she thought it wasn't running and someone had just like left it. Th- That's but crazy to me. I just was like, it was literally a moment where I was like, God doesn't want me to be on late night. <laughs> wow. I'm not supposed to be on television and that's just and something that I have was, to accept. That was the sign. Yes. And so now I have an album called Honor for Death. I leaned in. And now it's dirty. And, yeah, I'm filthy and dark filthy and dirty. And she's all the things that we like. <laughs> I'm too edgy for television. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's a. Uh, when did you uh, record nightmare. it? Horny for Death? Yeah. In June. So yeah. I was on the road. I was going on the road with Melissa Villasenor. I got to tour with her and I was helping her like tag up her Netflix uh, half hour which we just recorded and mm-hmm. I'm so excited for everyone to see it it's like she's so funny uh, and I I was already going to be out in the Midwest by the end of the tour so what I do with a lot of my touring is like I do a lot of like one nighters at clubs that's the level I'm at like smaller clubs will headline me and then some of the like bigger A rooms mm-hmm. I'll sometimes do rap weekends where it's like I'll headline a Wednesday and then like feature for someone or whatever that's where I'm at yeah. so I was like let me hit up Helium I've done their rooms before and a couple other like in Philly just see about getting one-nighters. And I hit them up. And they're like, yeah, cool. They're like, by the way, we're like doing albums now. I know you haven't done one in a few years. If you, ha- if you have a material you want to put out. And I was like, I do. Yeah. Like, I had like, I had this solid, it's over an hour. And I was like, I want to put it somewhere, either visually or on an album. Get before, before everything shut down. Because it's like, you get to a point with material where you're like, I like this material, but I'm over it, but I want to encapsulate it somewhere. Yeah, you got to get it out. Yeah. And Netflix wasn't banging down my door, which is fine. They're not banging down a lot of... They really don't have to bang down doors. There's only a few specific doors that they bang down. Yeah, it's fine. I don't even own a door. Uh, But but I was like, oh, actually, yeah. And I had put out my, my other album all by myself, so... There's pros and cons where I was like, well, I made all the money. Then I had to do all this extra work. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. what are you guys going to do? And they offered me a good deal. And they're like, we'll handle everything. You just come and do it. But my fear was, because I was opening for Melissa for two and a half weeks straight, doing like a very specific, at the time before I started touring with her, I had this very specific 20 to 25 minutes I was going to do that was clean. Yeah. Because Melissa's not, you know. Yeah, I'm, you're, you're not going to like just, you know, light the stage on fire with like dirty material before she comes out. And does and Owen like, Wilson, you know. Right. Because it's just, it's too different. Well, it yeah, it hurts her show too. Yeah, and, and it's her show. Yeah. But then she was like, oh, don't feel like you have to clean up. So I did get a little, I, I played a little, but mm-hmm. I tried to like keep it. I felt out the crowd. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. I tried not to get too crazy. But I was worried like, because I would be going straight into these hours. Mm Because what I was going to do is do a one-nighter at their club in Indianapolis and their club in St. Louis. And like, we'll record both 
And then I was like, but I may not like it. Like, well, if you don't like it, we just don't put it out. And then they booked me for some fall one-nighters in uh, North Carolina. They have a club in Raleigh called Good Nights and in Philly. And they're like, and we'll book you here. And if we get the album, those are just shows. If we don't get the album, we can record there too. Great. That's actually, you know. So I was like, oh, so low pressure. Yeah. And then this fucking crowd in St. Louis was amazing. And I went, look. I did, Indianapolis was terrible. I won't lie to you guys. And I'm not saying the crowd. I'm saying, I like, I was like, well, that's definitely not the album. Yeah, yeah. It was very, it was the first time I was doing this full hour since, God knows when, since before shutdown, I'd come off this 25 minutes. They sat the crowd weird. I'm not kidding. There, An Uber driver was dropping me off and he's like, where are you headed? And I was like, the comedy club. And he, I'm performing. And he's like, I didn't even know the comedy club was open. And I was like, well, this is good. <laughs> Yeah, literally a local Uber driver who should be hopefully dropping people off throughout the week and stuff like that. Yeah, he's like, oh, I love that club. I, I didn't know they were open again. And I was like, well, that can't be This good. is my first time I've ever driven here. And I've driven here for six years. I've lived here my whole life. And I was like, this will be good. But then St. Louis, it was like a Wednesday night in St. Louis. And I didn't know how it was going to go. I haven't been to St. Louis since I went one time. St. Louis Helium? Yeah. That's a fun club. It was fun. I went one time to St. Louis years ago when I did my first, like, so me and these two other comedians, I don't know if you know Dana Moon and Lisa Curry. Love them both. But we did a a cross country. We booked a bunch of one-nighters. A lot of it was, like, some clubs, some, like, weird rock venues. We did some, like, cool stage in the back of some restaurant in St. Louis. And it was great. But, like, I was like, I'm fucking, That's what I've always admired about you is that you're always hustling to make gigs happen no matter what. Like your calendar has always been full regardless of like, I've always noticed like, oh wow, she's doing like some unique, like out of the country gigs or like yeah. even within the country. It's like, you if there's a stage, you'll hit it. And I always admire that about you. Thank you. Yeah, I just like, I love to perform. And even like starting out, I'm even at a sort of, it's not a crossroads now, but like trying to figure out what else I want or what my goals are. And that's why I've been like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just grow what I have with, I'll start, leaning into the social media or figuring out like with podcasts, like what direction I really want to go and lean into. Because when I started comedy, literally I was like, I want to be a paid regular at the comedy store and I want to make a living doing stand up. Yeah. And I've already done that. Yeah. And, this, and it's a very menial living. I'm a very much a working class comedian, but like, I don't need a lot. And so now it's just like, okay, I guess, how do I elevate that? How do I go from yeah, getting what's, weird what's, weekends? What's the next step? Yeah, yeah. So that's my next step is like, okay, I'm getting these weekends. I've been, I've gone from one-nighters to starting to get weekends at clubs. Mm-hmm. And like, so far, I, here's what, I can't wait to to get to the point, and I hope I don't ever get jaded about it, but I'm excited to get to the point where I stop being surprised that there's a good turnout on weekends. Like, like where I go like, <sighs> Like, oh, and I don't know I if that mean, ever goes away. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm still in it, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I'm, I'm literally like, and anytime there's like a good turnout, I'm like, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, like, just try to act like, like okay, cool. Yeah, like, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. The fans, yeah. the fans turned out. I'm yeah. like, who the fuck is they here to out. see me? <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's funny too is that like, I, I don't know. And it, and it doesn't always 
doesn't always go that way. It's like, it's interesting. I'm in the phase where I'm learning now where my audiences are. Yeah. Like there are cities where I'm now like, okay, I've done enough one nighters here with a decent turnout where I'm like, this is a city I'm going to keep, I'm going to grow here. I can keep going back to this market. And yes. Doing well Philly at looking at you, uh, St. Louis. Uh, but it's, I'm just in that in between. So now it's like, okay, how do I go from this to always weekends and always filling up? And that's mm -hmm. sort of the next. And I'm like, okay, well, what will help is the extra shit. The stuff that I've been like, because I've, I've been very like blinders stand up for a while. And it's right. like, no, you got to do the, I'm active on social media, but I haven't done the, enough of the like, like we were saying before, just clips. And like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, And I've I don't seen know. it work for other people. Yeah. Like I see my friends who are like killing it and they have these clips that like do well. And they're like so many people like that's elevated me. So I'm like, all right, let me just fucking finally. Yeah, it's a weird. Um, and it could not work, but it's like you got to. The, the career that we have to be as stand-ups is, uh, is the social media aspect. It's a weird. Yeah. And it's like this extra vulnerability of like people who constantly put out videos and characters and shit. I respect the fuck out of them because what I like about stand up is that it's live and that it's this one moment and that it's like you're there and it's unique and it, it will never be exactly like that again. And there's a part of me that's very like there's a very douchey side of like, I don't want to like give up that sanctity. I want it to always be this. You had to be there. Yeah. But also, there's definitely fear behind that, where it's like, oh, if I, oh, if I put up the clip and people don't, like, I think it's a funny clip, but what if it doesn't do well? And That's yeah. why I have fucking stupid alarms set to be like, this is a good time to post a clip. Like, what is, I don't want to know when a good time to post a clip is, but I'm like, oh, it's noon on Wednesday. It's pr pretty hot time. Like, it's the worst. Because you could also put up something and like, for no other reason other than the algorithm, it doesn't get a lot. People go like, I guess I'm done now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why my you, career is over. That's why the, the mentality is you have to just keep putting stuff out and hope something sticks. I know. And then and then not be you can't let it affect you. No, you just have to put it there's out. There's some videos that I love and some sketches and stuff that I put out that, that I work on really hard that uh, will get hardly anything. And then other things I literally had. Uh, it started to go viral on Instagram. And it was literally something me doing a stupid voice in Austin of this guy who was making out with this girl and he has his hand like almost up her vagina like through her jeans i was like dude people fingering each other on the streets here in austin dude and like that got hundreds of thousands of views and you're like and and like this sketch that i love that i spent time writing and directing and editing and all this stuff it's like it, it, just a small fraction of that so like you never really know you never know and, and that's also why i'm like you just gotta like throw shit up there and it's like you don't know what people are gonna jump on so it's like don't feel like it has to be always well crafted but also don't be afraid to put that up too and you know like the amount of people who have blown up off of things that i'm like that's not what they thought was going to be their thing of course not and then you just go like all right there you go but well we um it's kind of cool i you know i think i'll always feel bonded to you in a way because we got passed at the exact same time yes, at the comedy store. it's so magical and it was uh how many times did you showcase before that was three for me that was number three for me as well. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Dude, on my second showcase, I followed Eric Myers and I was like, no. <laughs> he oh, just wow. I, like R.I.P. Amazing yeah. comedian. Go, go check out his stuff online yeah. if you haven't. Unfortunately, he passed away. Um, he obliterated in mm -hmm. a way that of course he did. He's a killer. And I was like, Adam didn't want me to get past. <laughs> oh, like, because he put you yeah, in the same like, showcase? He yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was like people were standing up going crazy. And then oh, I was yeah. like. Hey everybody! 
like the first time I, I showcased, I was like, I could maybe get passed. The right. second time I was like, Adam would have had to been blackout drunk to be like, she did good enough. And then I, when we showcased together, I was like, look, if, if that's not it, then I just, I'm. That's exactly how I felt about my third time. Like, I was like, I have to have gotten passed or I am delusional. I thought I was getting passed on all three times. <laughs> I really did. I had a lot of hope the first time. And then the second time I was like, well, that stinks. <laughs> the second, yeah, the second one was, I think even, that was the one that stung me the most because, uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, I really thought, because, you know, between these showcases, there's a year between each showcase. Yeah. And the, and the first time, the first showcase Adam did, he asked me to be on and I was out of town and then I was out of town again. Ooh. So I was like, I fucked myself. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing about going on the road is that like, you go like, am I missing out on something? Mm -hmm. Am I? And I'm trying to. A cool milestone I've reached is that I'm. St it's still like work is learning the boundaries of what I can say no to, because I wanted. I love performing so much that s I can be taken advantage of financially if I'm not smart about it. Because I'll be like, yeah, let's do oh, it. I think we all can as performers, because it's it's something that we love to do as our craft. But then there's like this weird balancing act where we have to find the in between. Yeah, of like, what is my worth, and then like, what am I giving up to go out of town? Is this financially even lucrative, but also worth what I'm possibly missing? And it's like, I'm, I don't think I've missed out on some one big opportunity, but I feel like just socially going out of town a lot. It's like, people forget you. I don't want to be forgotten. Like, I'm like, I remember me guys, we're friends. Just clip that. I don't want to be forgotten. I don't want to be forgotten. Come on, guys. And play that. At Remember my funeral me? after you've unplugged me. It's your pal who you unplugged just a second I'm ago. I'm wasting away. I'm wasting away. God's giving me the light. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm still trying to run it. <laughs> I've been... Oh, God. <laughs> You're like, I can't even go on with this riff anymore. <laughs> it's so sad. And I'm just like, all right. let Because I don't have... I'm not sitting... Of course, not sitting or turning down, you know, acting gigs or anything. But like... You have to be around for people to think of you for those. Sure. And I don't have like a big, some big aspiration specifically of like, I'm going to be the star of a show. And not like, if I was in town three more nights a week, for sure I'd have my own sitcom by now. Like, I'm not delusional. But so much of booking things is like somebody who has something, they're like, oh, they see you and they go, oh, shit. Yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. You'd be great for this. Yeah. So I'm trying to be like, let me be around more in case... Sure. And I just want to do silly shit with my friends. Well, well, here we are. Here we are. Doing very serious, silly shit. I know. Seriously silly. The, the back half of this podcast is is the more serious stuff, and the front half is the more silly. Yeah. It's a good blend. It's a good, it's a fun, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's, it's a vibe, it's friends. It's a vibe. Isn't it a vibe, friends? Please don't forget me. We're going to close out this podcast <laughs> with something that the listeners and the viewers love called sax talk. Oh. All right, JMS is going to share a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone along with it. Whenever you're ready, take it away, my friend. All right, so it was Miami Beach, 1972. The date is very wrong. Uh, I was in South Florida. And listen, this is going to get gross, especially for a lot of men who don't want to hear about this stuff. But let me tell you, there's a window in a woman's period we had our periods for like around a week. 
It's different for all of us. I'm irregular. I've spent a lot of unnecessary money on pregnancy tests. And it does that doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. There's a lot of women who, who you'll have this one day, like three or four days in, where your period just kind of goes away. But it's not done. But the thing about being a woman on your period and why I know if there's a God, he's a mean, mean man, is you're never more horny. <laughs> and when you're bleeding out of your genitals, bloated, disgusting, shoveling chocolate in your face. But anyways, I had this window where I was like, oh, it's the day off. And mama wanted to get some D. And I was in southern southern Florida on the beach with a nice gentleman. And I made the choice to go into his hotel room. Where I was like, we're gonna make love in the dark, because I don't wanna look at myself. And we were making love. Love is a very uh, gratuitous term for what we were doing. But we were smushing our two gross bodies together. In the dark. It was great. It was so good. Oh, yeah. And then at the end... <laughs> very appropriate music. <laughs> we turned on the lights. <laughs> And oh, the window had closed on my period. <laughs> Mid-sex act, it looked like a murder in there. There was blood everywhere. I'm so sorry, Hilton by the Sea. And so, like any, you know, normal human woman responding to this situation, I obviously had to murder the man. I couldn't have him go out and tell people about it. I left town. if any other woman has experienced a sexual encounter so awkward that you're like, excuse me, and you just leave forever. But between that and several queefs in my history, I've done a lot of Irish goodbyes uh, in the bedroom. <laughs> anyway, that was way to... I should I wish I had, a, I should have had a better story. That was disgusting. Why did I do that to you? The worst part is that he smeared the blood on his face like war paint and he's like give me more blood mama that, that part wasn't true if it had been i would have been like my soulmate this was gross and i think everyone has clocked out by now which was my goal i'm the sam kennison of this podcast i'm making everyone leave if you're still if you are still if you're still here with us i'm so sorry comment below hit that like button and go check out Horny for Death, available on all platforms. There's much better sex stories there. No blood. Little to no blood. Little to no blood bits. in Horny for Death. Check it out now. And thank you to my good pal, Jessica Michelle Singleton, for coming on the show today. <laughs> You're traumatized. Jessica Michelle Singleton. Oh, oh God. Bill. That was great. That was actually perfect. Thank you. Yeah. You're... you're I, you're great thanks for having me of course this was awesome we've been friends like forever and uh it's awesome you know to end on a happy sappy note and a happy sappy, i love bloody seeing note. you 
you're blown up as as the years go on. It's it's cool to we're climbing this invisible ladder together. Yeah, and I feel same. like we're like like we keep looking at each other like a little we're bit still, higher. You're still we're, here. We're still here. It's like Mount Everest. We're like, oh, you're not dead yet either. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's great to see Let's you. Let's keep going. Yeah, and uh, I've been great. loving watching you, especially even lately. Like even as the years go on, and my I brought my wife to the comedy store recently. And she loved your set so much, and uh, and I did too. Like you were crushing. I think I had to like follow you or something. And it was, uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to. Here we go. Skip it up. Skip no, it up a I bit. mean I love your stuff too. It's like so great seeing you grow and climb and succeed, and it's just, it's also fucking rad because when you think about like starting out stand up, like just the open mics and how hard it is. And it's everything. so hard. A lot of people fucking don't. They quit. I know. There's so many people that I was like, we're going to be best friends forever. And I'm like, I, don't, I think they live in Virginia now. We're still standing. Better than we've ever been. I have rheumatoid arthritis. I won't stand much longer, but I'm standing now. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you guys. Yeah.